Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and I am by day a financial advisor with a bookkeeping business. So we do all things financial, and I know that F word also translates to fun and finance. So that's always exciting, and uh, we have a good time and a lot of fun. And uh, I, I'm not even exaggerating when I tell you we have a lot of fun. And you can have a lot of fun with money, and that's really what this show is all about. Um, financially speaking, being a show about money and understanding it and having a lot of fun with it. So that's what we do here on the Inspired Choices Network is we help make your life a little bit better uh, just by breaking things down to the way that you need to understand them. And we are firm believers in my office. We're firm believers at the network. <laughs> and uh, I'm definitely a firm believer that as far as finances go, you are very, 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 very capable of understanding your own stuff. And... I was just talking to my friend Keisha before the show, and we were talking about how intimidated people get by talking to advisors like me about money. Not because I'm intimidating, because I certainly don't think I am, but uh, just in general, when we start talking about money and all the the power we give it and the excitement that, that surrounds it, whether <laughs> the excitement when you win it <laughs> or when you get it as a gift, and then the fear and, upset and uh, stress when you lose it, or when you spend more than you have, or when you see a negative on your bank statements, uh, it's it's incredible how much that affects the psychology of your life and your power that you're giving the money. So, and what we were just talking about is, I'm a firm believer that there's there's lots and lots of money out there. There's uh, lots of money out there in the in the world, and if you want lots of money, you ask the universe to send it to you. And and sort of a nutshell, that's how it is. But the reality is, you can certainly go out and make as much as you want. Uh, you're, everyone seems to be capable of spending lots. <laughs> They're not always in the right mindset for keeping it. And that's really the key to money. It's not about how much money you're going to make. There's a lot of people out there that, and I, I mean, there's lots of celebrities. For those of you in Canada, the United States, I'm sure you, you can all think of one right off the top that has had a bankruptcy. And a lot of uh, professional sports players, so, you know, hockey, football, baseball, and so forth. And you hear about these way, way high contracts where they're making $100 million over seven years or, or whatever, the these huge, extraordinary numbers. And then you hear about them going bankrupt. And you're always, uh, people are always surprised, I think, and uh, trying to figure out how that could even happen. And, and the reality of it is, it's all the same. Money is all the same for everybody. And it's just the scale that you're working with it. So if you make a hundred million dollars over seven years and you spend a hundred and ten million dollars over seven years, then that's really no different than if you make forty thousand dollars a year and you spend forty five thousand dollars a year. It's all the same. It's all relative to what you're doing and who you are. And that's part of the reason that I I really believe that people should understand their own finances. It's not just about, hey, how do I invest money and make lots of it? Because a lot, a lot of the times I talk to people and they're not at the point where they're ready to invest. They're not even at the point where they're ready to save. 
And the difference between saving and investing in a nutshell is the time frame and the reasoning for what the money's for. But if you're trying to save money for a trip next year versus investing money for your future, for your retirement, that's that's a different conversation and it's a different strategy. But if you're in debt, which most people are in Canada and the United States, and I would say around the world, consumer spending people are spending a lot more money. And in Canada, you're roughly at a dollar seventy-one for every dollar you're making. So you're making you're you're spending seventy-one cents more than you're making for every dollar, and that's a lot of money. And that's why consumer debt is is so high. But here's the thing: when people get talking about money, they instantly a lot of the time, and a lot of people instantly get fearful or defensive because they're embarrassed or they're afraid that they don't have enough or they, they're not at a point in their life where they should be at a certain age. And, and I'm going to tell you a little secret. There's no rule. Like you don't have to be at a certain point at a certain time and a certain way. What works for you doesn't work for your twin sister or twin brother or your cousin or your neighbor or your uncle or your aunt. What works for you works for you. And that's all we have to worry about. And a lot of the time I see people and they're worried so much about keeping, you know, keeping up with the Joneses line, but it's so true. And people get, especially with social media, they have access to seeing what allegedly is other people's lives. And then they get stressed about not having that kind of car or that kind of house or that kind of vacation or, or that kind of outfit or those kind of shoes or whatever it is. And really, if we just said, look, I'm only going to focus on myself and I'm going to see what works for me and my family and that's all we did a plan on, you would be so amazed and so proud of yourself for putting a plan in place that works for you. And that's really all it is. Money has no feelings about you. It doesn't love you. It doesn't hate you. It doesn't miss you. It doesn't desire to be with you. It's it's out there. You can go get it if you want. You can spend it if you want. It's not really keeping up. It's not staying up at night losing sleep over the fact that it's not at your house and it's somebody else's instead. So when we start to put money in perspective and say, you know what, it's really just the paper or coin that we're told it's worth, then we can start to have a healthy healthy relationship with money. And that's what we really want to focus on, uh, especially when you're in debt. You want to focus on how can I have a healthy relationship with money and get myself out of debt? And just start there. Don't overwhelm yourself with the, how am I going to save for my trip or how am I going to save for a new car or new shoes or or putting a roof on my house or investing for my future and all this stuff? Those can be the part in the in the background of your plan. But if you just start with one little step at a time and just start putting a plan into place and at, lots of times a professional can help you with that if you can't do it yourself. But start with a plan and then just take this towards that plan. Instead of looking at the end and seeing how far away it is, just start with the plan and see what's the next step, what's the next step, what's the next step. And then as you're paying off your debt and you're saving a little bit of money and then you're starting to invest a little bit of money and you start to see things growing on one side and decreasing on the debt side, you'll start to feel relief and happy and and then you'll start to see how much fun it is and then it becomes almost like a game on, you know, if I can save a little bit more here or if I can make a little bit more there because the key really is when I started talking tonight about people who make a lot of money in sports and entertainment and then they end up bankrupt, the the key really isn't about how much you make. It's about how much you keep 
And that has always, always, always been the key. And, and, and a lot of these, a lot of books or, or speakers that you hear of on money, a lot of the time they'll say stuff like pay yourself first or set 10% aside or, or, um, all the, I'm thinking in Canada, there's a famous book called The Wealthy Barber. And that's what it is. Pay yourself first. And, and, and that's really what it's all about is when you think about it, who gets paid first? The government. The government always gets paid first. So if you treated yourself, the way you treat the government and you pay them first, which you do because you have to. And if you treated saving your money or getting out of debt the same way, then you would do it because you have to. And it's just it's just that easy. It's a changing your mind. It's just a shift in, in how you feel about it. And that's what we try and do here on the Inspired Choices Network in general. But that's what I try and do here on Financially Speaking is just take one one financial topic and let's just break it down and say, what does it mean? How does it relate to me? Does it relate to me? Because people get so overwhelmed and I, I've had people in my office and they're they're overwhelmed and they can't understand all these things. And I say, well, the reality is that doesn't apply to you anyway. So why worry about it? <laughs> you know, why are you worried about things that don't apply to you? It's okay to understand it and it's okay to be thinking, you know, one day it might and that's fine and we can deal with that. And that's part of your plan. But for reality is if, if you don't have children, you're probably not saving for an education for kids. It's just how it is. So why are we overwhelming ourselves with things that don't affect us? So that is really what we want to do here. And if if there's ever a topic that someone has in mind or you're out there and you're thinking, gosh, I'm, I'm embarrassed or I'm scared to ask my financial advisor this, then send it in here. We'll ask. We'll, we'll answer the questions. Like we're, we're not afraid to tackle any questions here and nobody – ever gets embarrassed because nobody will ever know your name unless you want them to, in which case we can share that too. But for the most part, you can log into our chat room and ask us questions, have conversations with us, or you can email us or call us and ask us a question. You know, I'm not, I can't give you a winning lottery number. So if you call and ask me that, I can't tell you. But uh, if you have a question about finances or you don't understand a, a terminology or you don't understand uh, what you're reading or if you don't understand what your advisor said because they talk in a lot of acronyms, we've done shows on that before, and financial terms, then uh, maybe maybe it's just a an easy telephone call or an easy email to the Inspired Choices Network here at Financially Speaking on our show. Just ask the question. So that's what I'm tackling for the next couple months is, is uh, listeners' questions and getting the answers for them so that they make sense. And tonight's one of them. We're going to be talking about um, spending habits and how to spend your money and and uh, making good choices. So, what are good choices? It's kind of it's subjective. I know what is a good choice. It's like uh, um, we all have different choices that we can make with our finances. And uh, make no mistake, every single day you are making lots of choices about your finances because you are deciding. Even all these little things, and this is this is part of making good spending choices. Uh, I'll give you, a, there's lots of examples we'll talk about tonight, but some of your good spending choices are, am I going to take my lunch to work or am I going to buy my lunch? Now, a lot of people think, oh, I can buy my lunch for $10, let's say. And that's fine. You're right. You probably can buy your lunch for $10. But if you bought groceries and you spent twenty dollars on the the uh, groceries to make your lunch and that twenty dollars lasted all week versus ten dollars five days a week 
that's $50. So you've saved yourself $30 a week just by taking your own luncheon, for example. So these are, and I'm not, we haven't even talked about the, the health benefits and, and uh, the digestion benefits of making your own healthy lunch or going out and grabbing something. Because most people would go out and grab something that would be deep fried or, or a burger or, or something to that effect. Now, I know there's lots of new options and there's uh, healthy foods that you can buy and uh, there's the meatless meat that you can buy. I get it. They're not always healthy, but they're implied to be. And the one thing that we do know when we, well, typically what we know when we make our own lunch is we know what's in it. So we know how healthy it is. So forget the health effects for a minute. That's huge on its own because choosing a healthy lifestyle is another way in making good spending choices. Because if you're living an unhealthy lifestyle, then what happens is you end up needing more accommodations for your health. And that could be drugs. If you have not got uh, any drug coverage from a group plan or from work, then you're going to be paying that out of pocket. If you have um uh health needs for you know crutches or wheelchair be- for whatever reason and i know i'm i'm not saying that there's not health issues that there's certainly health issues we can um not avoid and there's certainly there's certainly things that happen in our lives we i get that but making unhealthy choices uh smoking is a choice smoking is also a choice in where you spend your money because as last i checked cigarettes and smoking uh, paraphernalia is not free. So you are making choices every single day on what you're going to do with your money. You're making choices every single day, whether it's conscious or unconscious, about how you're spending your money. So we're going to talk a lot tonight about making good informed spending choices. How are we going to spend our money? How are we going to keep more of our money? Because if we save money, that's the same as making more, isn't it? So if if we can't make more money because our job, we don't have control over how much we can make, we do have control over how we spend it. And if we can save more, that's the same as making more. So we're going to take our first break of the night and we're going to have this conversation about making good spending choices, informed spending choices, and keeping more of our money. You're listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about making good good choices for us with our money. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble, and this is the Inspired Choices Network. You are listening to Financially Speaking, and today we're talking about how to make good, informed choices for you with your money, and I, I stress for you because it's your money. And before we went to the break, we were just talking about how we're going to have a better relationship with money and actually define the relationship we want to have with money. So if our relationship with money, we want it to be healthy, we're going to treat money just like we would anything else and give it no power. We'll we'll take the power over that, right? So when we're making spending choices, I started just talking about how we do that every day, whether you notice it or not. Every day, if you get up in the morning and you get your stuff together, go leave the house, and your routine is you always drive through a particular coffee shop or fast food place or restaurant or go to a particular place in the morning to either grab your breakfast, have your breakfast, get a coffee, whatever it is, you're making a choice about your money. You're making a, a conscious choice to spend money at that location on that particular item. Uh, now, some people, it seems subconscious because they've they do it every day, like clockwork. They go to the same place. They order the same thing. They they know the people in the drive-thru or the restaurant really well, and they know what they're going to order, and, and they build a relationship with them and all that. And it becomes subconscious. But at some point, you made a conscious decision to do that. And at some point, if you haven't, if you do that and you haven't calculated how much that costs you every month, then I would encourage you to do that just so that you know how much money you're spending in that particular establishment. And I'm not I'm not one of those advisors or people just in general that says you can't spend money. You you cannot have a coffee outside of your house. You cannot go out for dinner. You cannot um have a night out with your kids at the movies or anything like that. I'm not one of those people that says that because the reality of it is if you're going to be enjoying if you're going to be saving your money and you're going to be investing to the future, you're going to be working on getting out of debt, whatever your goal is, you have to enjoy your life too because what ends up happening is if, you, if you're if you so focused on I got to invest my money, I got to save my money and you're miserable, then you're not keeping yourself very balanced. And I think it's important as part of your healthy relationship with money is it can't be a all or nothing relationship. It can't be a I must save my money, therefore I can't have fun, I can't enjoy my life. And that is creating a different kind of relationship with money. And I I think you want to have a relationship with money that says, I'm going to be responsible with my money, and I'm going to be aware of my money, 
And I'm certainly going to know where it is and where it's going. And I'm going to track it by tracking my cash. And people use the word budget. People get complicated. And I just tell people, track your cash. Know how much is coming in. Know how much is going out. And make sure you know whether you're you're winning or losing. And that means you're winning if you have more money coming in than going out. And you're losing if you have more money going out than coming in. And then you know how to adjust it because you can see it. It doesn't have to be fancy or complicated. But you got to know what you're doing. So for those of you in that example that spend a lot of time frequenting a, a particular establishment like a coffee shop in the morning or a lunch place, then just look at how much you're spending there. Start there. And when you add, and, and it's easy to do because you can get a receipt. And if you're paying by an app or you're paying by your debit card, then you have a, a statement that's showing how much you've spent there. So try that and just see how much it is and track it and say, okay, well, because you're probably thinking, well, it's only five bucks or it's only three bucks or two bucks or seven bucks or whatever the number is, but that adds up and you'd be surprised. Every single person that's ever done this exercise is always surprised at how much money they're spending. So I say to them, well, don't stress about it and don't all of a sudden beat yourself up and say, I can never go there again because that's not the case. But what you can do is you can control your cash without thinking about it by People get stressed thinking, well, I got, now I got a budget and I got, you know, I can only spend $50 and, and I got $50 and I spent $4.75. So now I got to look and say, I can only spend $55 and 25 cents the rest of them. And, and they get, then they form a different relationship with money because every decision you're making is helping form your, your relationship with money. And you don't want to have a, a love hate relationship. You just want to have a relationship. And to do that, there's a very, very easy way to do it. So figure out how much you spend at a coffee shop, for example. And say you're spending, you've gone through this exercise and you've, you've figured out how much you're spending at the coffee shop and how much you're spending on shopping on Amazon or whatever your, your pleasure is on shopping and how much, you're, how much you're spending on your car payments and how much you're spending on your groceries and how much you're spending on your shoes and all that kind of stuff. So you've tracked your cash and you can see how much you're spending. Then say to yourself, well, you know what? I can get along just fine if I give myself $50 a month, for example, at my coffee shop. So you get you go in at the first of the month and you buy yourself a gift card. And almost everybody has either a gift card or a reloadable app or whatever the case is. And you go in and you do that at the first of the month. I'm going to reload $50 on my, my app or I'm going to uh, just buy a gift card for $50. I don't care, either one. And then what you do is you use that sucker until it's gone. <laughs> and when it's gone, you're all done going there for the month. And you got to wait till next month. So if on the 27th of the month, your gift card is empty, guess what? You got three days or four days, depending on the month you're in, to wait to reload your card. And then you go in, you reload your card, and you're good for another month. And you know what, if you play a game with yourself and think, well, how can I say, okay, I'm going to see if I can get to the end of the month and have some money left over. When you reload your $50 a month, now you got $51 because you had dollar left over from last month. It's it's easy to do. It's easy to track. Or some people might just play that game and say, well, now I've got a dollar left over. I'm only going to load, load 49. <laughs> so I actually saved a dollar this month. And I'm totally fine with making money a game. I do it all the time, all day long. I love it. I think it's fun. You make it a game. 
And it just, instead of making it have this power over you where you're a slave to the money, you make it where it's a game and you can control how you do it and you can change the way you play your game so that you can come out on top and winning. So don't be afraid of looking at the money and saying, oh, I ran out of money too soon. Okay, well, next 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 month I'm going to try to do it. Or you don't even have to think about it. Say, oh, I ran out. That's it. Who cares? Right? First of the month comes. So that's one idea that we can very, very easily do to have to make good good spending choices for us with our money. Another idea that we can do when we're going out. So let's say we decide we're going to go out with our friends and we're going to maybe go to the casino or we're going to go out for dinner or we're going to go out for drinks after or we're going to go out for appetizers or we're going to go bowling or we're going to go mini golfing or we're going to go bungee jumping. I don't care whatever you're going to do. You're going to set yourself and you're going to say, my entertainment amount of money is going to be $70 for the night or or $60 for the night. I don't, whatever your number turns out. So for example, your number is going to be $70 for this night. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I'm going to have $70 that I'm going to allow myself to spend. I am going to put $70 in my pocket. And in my left pocket has $70. And at the end of the night, if my left pocket is empty when I go out for the appetizers or the drinks or whatever, then guess what? I'm having water because I spent my $70. So when I'm out and I've done my um, bowling and we had appetizers there and then I ordered a drink and then I think, am I going to have another drink? And I go in my left pocket and I pull out a $3, then I'm probably going to have a Diet Coke or a Coke or 7-Up or whatever it is that you're going to drink. It's easy and it's fun because you can easily see my $70 in my pocket has become zero. My spending portion of this night is over. Now you're just going to have fun with me and talk to me and it's not going to be costing any money. And that's it. It's easy. And you still have fun. You still got to go out and do your activities. And you know what? At the end of the night when you come home, if that left pocket has money left in it, then put that money back in your savings. You don't have to spend it. And that could be like a game too. Say, you know what? I'm going to plan on $70 tonight. But when I get to the casino, if that's where you went, and I allowed myself to spend a little money there, and I won money, well, I'm not going to respend that money because I'm only allowed to spend $70 tonight. If I win $100 at the casino, guess what? That $100 is coming home because you're not allowed to spend it. You're only allowed to spend $70 that night. So it's that simple. So you come home and you're money ahead and, and then you're proud of yourself and you're excited and you're happy. And isn't that fun that goes in our savings so that we can go out another night and we don't have to uh, worry about not having enough money at the end of the month. So you can play games with yourself and make it fun. And I find that really that's that's my big challenge with people is, they allow the money to be so heavy and really it should just be fun. So if you can find a way to have fun with, with speaking about money and using your money and talking to your kids about money, because it's not taboo kids. It's not a secret. You know, I know a lot of parents that don't talk to their kids about money and I'm not, you don't have to open up your tax return or give them a copy of your pay stub, depending on their age, probably not understand it anyway. But you can talk to them about money because at some point, this is a secret I'm going to let you in on. Those kids are going to be earning money and they're going to need to know what to do with it too. 
So if you start them off with the right mindset, can you imagine how much farther ahead they're going to be when they get to the point of having their own job and having their own income to look after? And what a great world this would be if we all could be happy and have a great relationship with money. We'd have uh, no debt problems. We'd have people with money helping other people that are, are less fortunate. We'd have all kinds of, I believe, philanthropy and assistance and and just a happier happier place to be. So I know money doesn't buy happiness, but I certainly think that money follows happiness when you have it. So if you're happy and you're being happy in your place with your money and the amount of money you have, then I think the money just follows you because you're not stressing about it, you're not thinking about it, and you're not giving it all kinds of power and authority over you. So that is my very simple, <laughs> my simple philosophy that I live by and that I like and I think it's easy to understand and I believe everybody from any walk of life and any financial status or income level, they can all work in the same arena and we can all have the same healthy relationship with money and it's completely fine if you're out there thinking, well, I'm not really a money person and I don't require a lot of money for my life and my lifestyle and I, I, don't, I don't need to have a lot of money and I'm not... Um, I'm not worried about becoming a multimillionaire and having two homes and a cottage and a yacht. and That's fine. You don't have to. But you just can have a nice, healthy relationship with money. Not everybody has to have the, the dream of seven figures and, you know, multiple houses and so forth and so on. So it's not about whether or not you think that we all have to have the same or we all have to think the same. We just have to have a healthy relationship with our money. That's it. That's all. It's easy. There you go. And at that, we will take our second break. It's not the end of the show, but it could be if it's just that easy, isn't it? But let's take our second break and we'll talk more about uh, making good financial choices. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to talk more about making healthy financial choices. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust.
This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble, and you are listening to the Inspired Choices Network, and this is Financially Speaking. Before the break, we were talking about our relationship with money and how we're going to make good financial decisions, and uh, I said when we get back, we're going to continue that talk, and it's not just about how you save your money, what you save it in, or what you invested in. Making good financial decisions is also about understanding when you're purchasing stuff. So, for example, if you are looking to buy a car and you're looking at the sticker price or if you're looking at the bi-weekly payment price, you have to look at it and there's a reason from marketing, which we are not going to get into tonight, but there's a whole psychology and marketing strategy between uh, between posting the sticker price of $30,000 versus $150,000 or $150 bi-weekly because $150 doesn't sound like as much money because it's not. But $150 bi-weekly means every two weeks. So we have to do the math when we see stuff like that. And don't everybody panic when I say we have to do math because I know a lot of people think as soon as I say that, that this money block or this math block goes up. I'm talking very simple math. We can We can multiply 150 times the number of weeks that we're going to be paying for it or the, the number of bi-weekly payments that we're going to make. And you have to watch and see which is the better deal. These are making good financial choices. Financial choices is just not about do I put my money in a, in a retirement account or do I put my money in my pillowcase. Good financial choices are also about when I go to buy my car, is it better off for me to make it's better off for me to buy and get financing from a financial institution or is it better for me to lease from the dealership? Is it better for me to lease and get the money through the bank, for instance, or another financial institution? So we have to look at what our interest rate is going to be and we have to look at what our down payment is going to be because if we're going to put money down on the vehicle, that means we're taking it out of the the bank or out of the investment and we're losing the use of that money. So these are all good financial decisions that we make and a lot of these things happen in split seconds that you don't even think about it. And a lot of people make uh, financial decisions with a lot of emotion. They get excited. Oh, isn't that cute? There's a whole reason marketing companies exist and advertising companies exist and there's a whole reason there's point of sale merchandise and there's a whole psychology about it. And there's there's a reason that every time I go into Costco, I spend more than I'm supposed to, I know. But, and I try and I take my list and sometimes I'm really good, but that is the one area that I know I have to work on because for whatever reason, every time I go into Costco, I stick to my list and then something happens. <laughs> and uh, that, I will confess, is my area to work on. <laughs> because uh, I have that every single time, and I try really hard, and I'm aware of it, darn it, 
And there's, yeah, there's always a special offer. And there's there's always that new item that they have that you've not seen before. And wouldn't that be great? And they've got those sample people out. And you try it and you're like, that's good. I should buy some. <laughs> anyway, those are also making good financial choices. And sometimes, in my case, not so good financial choices when I get to Costco. Because it's almost like you become hypnotized or mesmerized by the store and Oh, it is such a good store. But anyway, <laughs> uh, when we're making good financial choices and good financial decisions, we're doing them every day. And all kidding aside, that is a truly financial decision when I'm at Costco and I make that choice of buying those chocolate-covered M&Ms that are on sale um, or the chocolate-covered peanut m the chocolate peanut M&Ms, actually. They have those ones on sale, and I kind of get sucked into that. So the you have to be careful. Those are choices that you're making. And at the time, you think, well, $8 or $7 or $10. And then you get up to the cash register and you're like, wow, 10 items at $10 is 100 bucks." So it adds up. So these all these financial choices that we're making, even for split seconds or subconsciously, we are making financial decisions every day. We're making financial decisions every day based on how we drive to work. If we drive our vehicle to work, then obviously we have to fuel it to move it so it needs gas, which means every day we're burning some gas from our vehicle. And if we take decide one day we're going to take a, the, the tourist view on our way to work and we take the long way around, or if traffic gets rerouted because of an accident or because of construction, we are into summer months, so there's a lot of construction, well, guess what? That costs us money. And people don't think of it like that necessarily, but it does because you're spending more time in your car. So A, it costs you money and time, but it also costs you real hard, cold cash because you're burning more gas. So you may have to fill your tank a little bit sooner than you normally would, or just sitting there idling burns more gas if you're stuck in traffic. So deciding what time you leave in the day to avoid traffic also is a financial decision. And sometimes you don't think of it like that, but they are. So if we can just consciously start to think, is that a financial decision or what is the financial decision in this, then we become more aware of our money. And that's the cool thing because once you become aware of it, then you start to think about it. And once again, it becomes like a game and you're like, oh, was that a financial decision? And I can assure you, I have this conversation with myself, you know, every time I'm at Costco. Is that a good financial decision I'm making? And I'm usually pretty good at justifying it to myself. <laughs> but uh, the truth is, uh, when you're when you're leaving, if you have a long distance to travel, and you know that it's going to take you two hours to get there, but if you don't leave in time to get there, then it's going to take you three hours because of traffic. Well, that then you're also using more fuel. And if it takes you longer to get home, and you don't get home for dinner, then you might decide, I'll just drive through and grab something to eat because it's easier and you're hungry and it took you longer than you thought. Well, that just was another financial decision you made because now you're going to spend money on food that you hadn't originally planned. So these are all decisions. And, and speaking of food, we're making decisions all the time. I mean, health decisions, of course, I'm, I, I think it's super important that you make healthy decisions because it's cheaper to be healthy uh, I know eating healthy, it seems, is a lot more money, and I think it is in a lot of instances. But uh, in the long run, it's cheaper to be healthy than it is to be unhealthy. And truthfully, it's 
we want to be healthy because, you know, everybody always says it doesn't matter how much money you have if you don't have your health. Well, that's truth. If you don't have your health, what does it matter how much money you have? Because, you know, you can't buy good health in, in theory. I know you can spend more money on health and get better care in certain places, but the reality is you can't just buy good health. So, of course, that's important. But even when you waste food at your house, and this is this is truly one of my pet peeves, and this is why it doesn't happen a lot, is because if you waste food, that is every time I see anybody throw food out, it's like seeing people throw money in the garbage because that's what it is. You're making a financial decision. You either bought the wrong thing or you bought too much of it or you bought it at the wrong time when it was either not ripe or, sorry, too ripe or overripe or whatever the case is. So you're making financial decisions all the time. So when you're buying, and I know fruit is always a big one, when you're buying fruit, if you're planning on eating it right away, then buy it so it's ready to be eaten. Because when you buy it and it's not ready to be eaten a few days later, you might not feel like it or you forgot about it and you end up throwing some of it out. And that is a financial decision that you're making on what you're spending your money on. And in that case, you're spending your money on throwing money in the garbage. So that's why it's 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 funny when you start to think about it. I always find it fascinating because when you start to think about it like this and you ask yourself, um, oh, what kind of financial decision did I just make? I just decided to sit down and watch TV, for example. What financial decision did I just make? Well, your time is worth something. So if at the end of the night, you it's, there's two parts of it. If you have work that you could go do, well, you could make money. But on the other hand, Sitting watching TV is also a potentially opportunity for you to unwind and relax and allow yourself to regenerate and let your mind rest so that you're better and in better mental shape to do your work the next day. So I'm not encouraging everybody to go watch TV, go for a walk, read a book, whatever the case is. But it's not just about work all the time to make money and people that talk about being workaholics. They're not giving themselves the time to rest and let their brain recharge and and just start to let the subconscious work on the problems that it's working on on this on the conscious level. So what does it cost? You're making a financial decision and your financial decision when you're allowing yourself to recharge by going for a walk or um, playing the piano or reading a book for an hour or half an hour is you're actually allowing yourself to become more productive when you go back to work. And it's just every single thing you do, you can ask yourself, how am I making a financial decision? Because I am, you are, I can guarantee you somehow you are. And am I making a good financial decision? Am I making an informed decision? And am I spending my money in the best way? Am I spending my money the best way? Because, for instance, if I go and shop at Costco, and when I had all four kids at home and their friends came over and then... Uh, as they get older, uh, out of three girls and a boy, I can tell you the boy eats a lot. So when you're buying at Costco, it makes a lot of sense. The food's getting eaten. But when the kids all get older and move out and aren't eating at home all the time for dinner and lunch and breakfast, uh, is it making sense to go buy in bulk at Costco? Maybe not all the time. Maybe not all the things. Maybe it makes sense to buy some things there, but maybe it doesn't make sense to be buying the food in bulk there because now you don't need it. And when you do and you you make all that same food you did when there were six people for when there's two people or three people, then you're wasting food. That is a you're making a financial decision. And am I making a good 
informed choice with my money? Hmm, probably not. So in that case, you can say to yourself, well, I still want that stuff that I can buy in bulk, but it doesn't make sense for me to buy it. Oh, well, guess what? I have a friend who's in the same situation, so we can split it. Now we're making a good financial decision because we're buying in bulk to save the price and we're splitting it. So it's saving the actual product or food. So we are now we're making a good financial decision. And then we get excited because, let's be honest, everybody that's out there that's thinking about it is like, when are you most excited when you spend money is when you got a deal and it was on sale and you can brag about what a great deal you got. You can't wait to tell your friends that you just bought these $100 parachutes. They were on for 50 and then I got to the register and they were 30 bucks and you were super excited about it. And you don't talk about how it's your favorite color, how comfortable they are. You get so excited about the deal you made. And that is making a financial decision. So those are things once we get conscious of them, it's it's like it's like having a game all the day, all, all the time, and having all kinds of fun. It's just exciting. So anyway, I get all excited about it. We're going to take our last break of the night, and we're going to continue to talk about our scoring in the financial arena and how we can really score big with our own money. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about making good financial decisions. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and today we're talking about making good financial decisions for you, and good is subjective to what is good for you. We're making healthy decisions with our finances, and we're making them every single day, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not, whether we want to or not. 
And part of that is also about when we buy stuff. We also want to be aware, not just of did we spend the right amount on it or did we spend buy it at the right time before it went on sale? Because we know Black Friday and Christmas and all these different times when there's, you know, better sale prices. It's not just about the financial part of it, but it's also about your rights when you buy stuff. So when you buy a vehicle and you want to make sure you get the right price, obviously, but you also have to know your rights about buying a car. You have to know certain things that, that you can't have included or you can't have um, unincluded with uh, or left out of the deal. For example, in Ontario here, it's, a, it's called all-in pricing. So if you go to buy a car and the price on the car says it's $10,000, the only thing that can be added on is tax. So if you get up to, you know, sit down with the person that you're buying the car from and they start, oh yeah, it's $10,000 plus it's this, plus it's that, plus it's the other thing, and then plus tax. No, it's all in pricing. So you have to know your rights as well and you have to be aware and do some homework before you go out and make your big purchases. You have to, to know that when it's not something you're responsible to spend money on, you're making a, a conscious choice if you say, listen, it's supposed to be $10,000 to buy this car, but you're, you've agreed to spend an extra $1,000 on on things that weren't included, according to the salesperson, but they are included because of the legislation. You have a right to say, no, that's a thousand extra dollars that I'm not prepared to spend. That's a financial decision that you are making. And it's a, it's a good financial decision because that money is being kept in your pocket rather than being spent. So it's not just about whether or not you got a good deal. It's also about making sure that you got a good deal and with the good with the, with proper rights. So there's consumer protection legislation that it never hurts to know and I and I'm no out there. I'm always one of those people that says I get it. You can't be an expert on all the healthy ways to eat. You can't be an expert on your fitness. You can't be an expert on your finances. You can't be an expert on consumer protection legislation. You can't be an expert on how to buy a vehicle, how to buy a house. I, I get it. It's hard to be an expert on everything and still hold down a job and still have time to talk to your spouse and still have time to help your kids with homework, be an expert on math and spelling and science and all the other things. I get it. You don't have to be an expert. You just have to be aware. And being aware that there's things out there that you don't know, that there's also places out there that have the answers. So you don't have to be an expert on every single thing. You just have to know that there's a place to go to get the information. So you don't have to be an expert in finances and investing. You don't have to know what funds. You don't have to know what stocks. You don't have to know uh, necessarily which vehicle you're going to put them in. You just need to understand it and know there's a place you can go to get the answers. So it, stop putting everybody out there. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself to know everything, be everything all the time to everybody when all you really have to do is know who to call and to know that there's places out there. If you have questions about buying a vehicle in Ontario, there's a governing body that you can call and you can get advice on. If same in Alberta, if you're in Alberta, there's all different provinces. They have different things, different states have different similar organizations, different names. There's businesses, if you want to see if it's a good place to do business, there's ways to check. I mean, with all the social media now and online uh, scoring and online comments and 
testimonials. Like you can get information on the company to see, is that a company I want to do business with? Is that a place where I want to spend my money? And when you do a little bit of questioning and asking people, you can ask your friends and your family and you can get referrals and it's easy. You can go on social media and you can ask a question, for instance, on Facebook. Hey, who, what, what would you recommend for a good place to buy running shoes? You'll have 10 or 15 comments in a matter of minutes, people telling you who they recommend. Where's a good place to get your watch fixed? You're going to have a good, you know, bunch of comments in there in about five minutes time. So, there's no reason we can't get the information and ask a simple question and then make good financial decisions because that's what we're doing. It's really all about making the good financial decisions for you and your family. So the decisions I make for me are not the decisions that I make for my clients because they're not the same. Like not all of them have exactly the same number of kids at the exact same age with the same birthdays living in the same city in the same house. Like, of course, everybody's different. And as soon as we accept that we're all different and our needs are all different and our likes are all different and our wants are all different, then all we have to do is just customize what we want to our stuff. That's it. And it's so funny because I, I think it's so easy and I believe it's so easy, but we make it harder as a as a population. And it's really so nice and simple to just understand your own stuff. Focus on your stuff first. If you really want to understand how your neighbors affording the boat and the three cars and the six trips a year. If you really want to understand that, that's great. You can totally do that after you understand your own stuff. Get your own stuff in order. And then if you want to understand how they're doing it, not because you're jealous or because you're fearful that they're you're do, they're doing better than you, but you get your own stuff and you're happy with what you're doing. And then you're curious because maybe that's something you aspire to and you want to understand how they're doing it, then great. Start to learn about how they're doing it. Have a conversation with them. Have a conversation with an advisor. And then work on a plan if that's the direction you want to go in. But it's all about you. It's always about you. And here on Financially Speaking, it's always, always, always about how you can understand your stuff and make it work for you. And I'm always so excited and so happy to talk to people about money. So please call in, send us questions, or uh, just tune in and share your time with us because we're always grateful to have it. Thank you all once once again, and we will talk again next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.